Welcome to the Intentional Randomness Podcast with your host, Omo Babala Adetiji, aka Bobby. On this show, we're intentional about everything. Hello, everyone. This is Bobby on Intentional Randomness. And um, today I have some of my lady friends here to discuss a topic that is very dear to my heart um the issue of of being a woman um not just any woman but a woman who has a dream a woman who aspires to be something to be someone um this is something that i've been thinking about for a while and i've really wanted to come on here and talk about it and today i have some amazing ladies in the house to <laughs> to, to get the conversation going with um before we go into the conversation, into the discussion, I would love for these ladies to introduce themselves to you. And you will find out later why I'm asking them to introduce themselves. So, hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. <laughs> so, could you please um, tell us who you are and, um, yeah, introduce yourself. I think we'll start from, from the top. <laughs> um, we, go, we, we go with Inka first. You're, you're the first on my list here, it seems. Uh, hello, everyone. I was hoping I'll be the last, by the way. I would learn from everyone else. Um, hello, everyone. My name is um, Ola Yinka. I'm from Edo State. I'm from a family of eight, or it's from a family of eight, and I'm the oldest of six um, children of my wow. parents. So wow. who I am has been shaped by my environment, my family, and my interactions. I, I uh-huh. trained as a chemical engineer, and I worked as a chemical engineer for about eight years. And right now, I'm in a journey, I'm transitioning into a, um, a new life because we changed. My family and I moved locations, like we moved from Saudi Arabia to, to Canada. So I've not been working, I've been, I've been a mom for the last six months, so... It's something different, and uh, we'll mm. see how where I go going from here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Inka. Chidima. Okay, so hi everyone. My name is Chidima Uday. I'm from Enugu in Nigeria. Um, hmm, where do I start with my journey? Maybe I follow Inka's steps. Um, from a family, of, <laughs> from a family of um, six, I'm the youngest of my mm. you know three siblings. Um, in terms of what shaped my life, um, I lost my parents when I was quite young, both of them. And I think most of my choices have been kind of around that incident in my life. And I've happened to live in maybe four countries now. I moved to India right after my uni in Ghana. I studied computer science. So that was always my dream to be some kind of animator. But right now I'm working with business operations, which has nothing to do with that. So, and then I, I, I lived in India and the UK and now I'm in Sweden. And wow. I think what's new in my life compared to maybe last year is that I got engaged in the 1st of January. So, wow. last- congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, last year I was just like a normal girlfriend and now I'm a fiance. 
Oh, Maybe we'll transition, find out more transition. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. We'll find out more about me as we as we speak. But yeah, that's that's about me for now. Wow. Thank you. Oh, more. Okay. Wow. It's really interesting to be on this call. There's so much I'm finding out of about people I've known for a while <laughs> that I didn't know. Um, mm. So yes, my name is Omo. I am. Ah, no, wow, it's really difficult to introduce. Um, so. <laughs> okay, but um, so I'm a woman. I'm 33. I'm married. I have a son. Um, I'm a medical doctor. Um, right. I'm also in a transition. I'm also transitioning, um, being that I worked in clinical practice slash public health for the past, um, hmm, I would say five years. Mm. Um, I moved to Sweden three years ago and I have been, uh, I guess between jobs, I've been doing one or two things here and there, but nothing, um, nothing mm. permanent, so to speak. So I've actually, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a transition for me actually coming from mm. a point where I was very, um, I would say very busy career wise and mm. you know so like a I saw a trajectory for myself and now it's as though I'm having to see things differently and reorganize and re-strategize mm-hmm. mm. but yeah um no n- nothing I'm nothing I'm not going through anything that I regret mm. I it's transitioning it's different but it's it's definitely a journey and I'm savoring every step of the way so yeah. wow Thank you, Omar. Moji. Hi, guys. Hi. Well, I'm Moji, as you already heard. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I've been thinking, like, uh, I feel like sharing my whole life journey might take a while. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, so I'm the youngest of three children in my family. Wow. And, um, you know, moved to Russia to study medicine. I became a doctor, went back to Nigeria, started working as a doctor, came back to Russia. So I've transitioned so many times. That's why I may be confused at some time. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I keep going back and forth. And so I, 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 moved, I moved back to Russia from Nigeria already with my son. By the way, I got married in Russia before I graduated initially. And then I mm. moved back with already my firstborn and uh, came back to specialize for my residency and gave birth to three more children. I'm a mom of four. Wow. wow. <laughs> mom of four, medical doctor, still in training because I had to put my training on hold. So wow. I'm still working on my PhD. Uh, I'm also um, in ministry. Hmm. Uh, we are associate pastors, my husband and I, in uh, in the church. We pre- pretty much grew up in here in Russia. We've been in this <laughs> church. Uh, Babala would know. We all we all started here. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, so it's 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 been interesting, so to wow. see, say the least. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much a summary of my life. Wow, it looks like you guys have been transitioning. Like everybody has a story, right? Everybody has a story. And mm-hmm. just hearing you tell about yourself tells me that I have the right people here to discuss this topic <laughs> today. <laughs> Definitely. Because you know, 
as a woman, we have many titles. We, today, we're a daughter, we are a mother. Like you guys yeah. also said, I'm the last born, I'm the first born. And then we go on to be a wife, we're going to be a doctor or an engineer, maybe an animator. You know, you're pursuing your career and all of these things. And then it might be like, like Omar was saying, you know, like Muji or like Yinka. Then you, you stop the career or you take a pause or something happens and you're a mother or you're, a ho- you're home. How have you guys managed to, to navigate this many different um, seasons, changing who you, like your titles changing? How do you manage to keep who you are while you're moving from different things that you're known by? That's a, that's 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 a that's a, a very interesting question, Bobby. The truth is, sometimes you don't manage. Sometimes you struggle. Mm. Sometimes it's, yeah. it's more difficult than other times. Sometimes you actually forget who you are. I mean, speaking for myself, mm. um, there've been there've been some significant dips. You know, as much as there've been highs, but yeah, the truth is, it's um it's tough sometimes not to lose yourself in the different phases that you find yourself in um but i think i think actually what what for me what i've I've learned is you discover yourself in a different way with each of these transitions yeah so as much as sometimes it can feel like um my identity is being challenged or being stripped away for me it's Mm. always been like I've, i've taken i've always taken something out of that phase no matter how difficult it, it was or it is, you realize that, okay, so this is who I am or this is how I respond to things. This is how I, I you know, I get by certain things. And you learn and you just keep mm. going. Mm. I think this is why it's so important to have this central uh, understanding from the get-go of who you are so that no, which, you know, doesn't depend on uh, what is going on around you. You know, okay. circumstances change all the mm-hmm. time. But if you have this, uh, I don't know how to be foundation, foundational mm. understanding of yourself and who you are. Uh, for me, it's being, you know, a child of God. There are just certain things that yeah. that uh, that are, are unchangeable, so to speak, in the sense of who I am in God, who, who, as I, you know, my faith, what my faith dictates to me as to who I am. And so mm. no matter what is going on around, that central thing doesn't change, you know? Okay. Core, so it doesn't matter if you're changing from being a doctor to being a mother. So all, you, of that, you, all of that, is, You hold on to who you are. Yes, yes. All mm. of that is just yeah. like an extra mm. To, mm. to my person. You understand? Because, mm. uh, I hope this doesn't sound too morbid, but when we do die, none of those other things are going with us. You are not going to go and be a doctor in heaven, you know. <laughs> or, or are going to Even the Bible says there's no marriage in heaven. There are no husbands and wives mm. in heaven. So all of that remains here on earth. It's for here. So, but the central mm. person, Moji, that person that God knows, mm. the daughter of God, is the key, and everything mm. else, everything else should revolve around that, and not the other mm. way around. Mm. Wow. And I think, I think that's where mistakes are made. Yeah, I think Moji and I think alike many times. You know, uh, and that is what <laughs> I just noted it down to say the same thing. I think it's about our, it's about being able to transition. It's about knowing your core, mm. knowing what mm. are, what what values you have. Yeah, what are exactly. those things that drive you? Mm. When you understand that and you keep that in mind, 
the first thing is understanding it. You have to know what are my calls. For instance, I'll say some of my calls have always been have always been family for it. Family helping, mm. development, and two others. You know, mm. for me, those are things that keep me going, that that keep me alive, that keep me kicking. And Moji has mm. said it rightly. Being a mom shouldn't take that away. Being a doctor mm. shouldn't take that away from me. But when mm. you're going through, when I'm going through transition, or one is going through transition, it's very easy for those things to be pushed aside. Yeah. So that's why it's very mm. good to always, you have a plan of, on how you're going to keep your core working or keep your core energized. And then mm. when you have transitions, you'll find that you may, you may need to kind of bring in some form of adjustment or be, be flexible mm. with your plans, with your core, mm. with the things oh, that yeah. you want to do. Then yeah. another thing that would help again, like to keep being you, is trying to mm. get your spouse or family to keep you accountable for it. If you're, exactly. I mean, I don't know if you're like me. <laughs> you need someone to keep you accountable. That's a key one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think this is what helps us to just remain. I mean, from my point of view, to remain who we are in transition mode. You know what you said yeah. about your spouse. I'm sorry. Was so because I find that. I'm saying this thing and it sounds like, oh, I always have it together. No, I don't always have it together. And I found that uh, much of the time, it's my husband that actually gets me back on track when I, and it seems like, you know, I'm uh, kind of either going depressed because things are not going the way I expect mm. them to go, or if I'm just down, or, you know, if I'm just not mm. myself, really. And this is because of things that are happening, or because of, oh, I'm not where I expected to be, or whatever. Mm. I found that my husband kind of gives me this push. So I really agree with you, Yinka, that, that uh, there are times when it's our family we have people that are accountable to our people who know us mm. who know who you are and mm. God has put them in your life to also help you in your life journey yeah. and we shouldn't You're discount right. that wow yeah no I I, I I really agree with everything you guys have said like I think for me when when you asked this question Bobby the first thing that came to my mind was accountability because I was asking myself like how do I you know navigate how do I maintain myself and I, mm. I, the first thing I thought about was my friends. I thought about my family. You know, mm. I always check in on them. I always like check up with them. Like, am I still the mm. same person? It's like, of course, I don't call them to ask, am I still Chidima? Like, that's not the question. <laughs> no. But like certain mm. things happening, like when when they give you their views and you share like your own views, you realize that, okay, or, or they may tell you stories about the past that kind of confirm that you're still the same. For example, mm. like I, I don't, I don't really... I, maybe this sounds a bit different and maybe a bit more radical. I, I really don't spend so much time um, worried about losing myself because I feel mm. like in life we're really um, supposed to keep growing and learning mm. and, you know, evolving as, as people. Mm. But then, of course, there are certain times in my life that I experience, like you said, a deep. And that, mm. then what I do is I usually that's when I like spend more time turning to God and turning mm. to like should I be in the situation how should I be in the situation and then those mm. those in the end I, I keep on it, it revolves around you know sticking with love sticking with kindness sticking with service you know those core mm. things you know still kind of come back to me so on mm. one hand like even just yesterday um 
I was talking with a friend and she told me, Chidima, you're, like, she's known me since we're like kids, like I was seven or mm. something. And she's like, Chidima, you're still the same. You've always been like this. Like, so I think mm. in a way, our cores form as, as when we're, we're kids, but then life gives us different experiences that we need to kind of embrace and learn from. And yeah. then if we feel like we're losing our way, then for me, mm. I would say one thing is to really turn to God and he will mm. show you like the way you should be. But that core will always, it will always remain, yeah. I, I feel. I mm. feel like that's, that's, that's the way I see it though. But yeah, of course it gets difficult and then you need to, in my view, turn to your creator and turn to your friends and family or whoever keeps you accountable. Mm interesting that that you would say that i remember um like some some people have heard my the last some podcast we did a, a while back on on being a woman and having kids i remember when i was going through postnatal depression i felt like i had lost myself and there was a day i picked my my book and i wrote down who i was before before the wind came mm-hmm. and i was writing it you're a very happy person you're this you're that you're that and i mm-hmm. and it was almost like i was reminding myself this is who you are this is you're not this person that is going through this trial at the moment you're this person and and it was so profound it was very powerful to write down who i was beyond all the many things and i think it's very important what you guys say about knowing your core what should define you is on your title a lot of times we are attached to our titles um I'm Dr. Mrs. Oh, this and yeah, that, and I'm like, engineer yeah. this and that. Oh, and, and we find our identity in that. Yeah. And if that goes away, then we feel like we don't know who we are. Even mothers, sometimes we find identity in, in being a mother. And then when yeah. the children move out of the house, we begin to wonder what's going on what's with us. Left for me. <laughs> what's yes. left for me? Yes. So it's very important to, to define your core and to, to, to carry that along um, as, you, as you go on. Interesting. Wow. I really like mm. what you said, Chidima, about evolution and just being um, aware of the fact that you are meant to grow, you are meant to develop, you know. And it's nice that we can be, be we can be anchored in who we know ourselves to be, be. that mm. we can also be open to evolving yeah, and learning. Right. And actually, some of us need to change. There are certain things about you or about myself that actually need to change. I was having a, you know, conversation with my husband earlier today and it was very uncomfortable because he was pointing out certain things that he felt like, okay, I should perhaps work on. And it was, mm. it started from a random, happy go lucky conversation. I mean, you know, we went into this serious transition. I'm telling you, you just have to realize that as much as I'm comfortable with who I am mm. and I love myself mm. and I am, you know, you, you there is room for evolving, evolution That's and growth. That's right. Yeah. Interesting that you say it's that. Part of the journey. Yeah. One of the things that I, I am a little bit skeptical about or even sometimes afraid about about the society that we live in today is that we tell people be um be yourself. what do you, it's like be yourself, be happy with who you are, and if people don't like you, get out of that. So then I'm thinking all that sounds good, but it's dangerous because yeah. like you said, some of us need to change. Yeah. You can't always say this is me. We are we're supposed to be changing and becoming better because we are flawed and we no one is perfect yeah, we all have exactly. those, uh, things in us that are <laughs> not good <laughs> yeah and, right. we, and we yeah. grow and we go through life really because we're supposed to learn and grow that's really that's why right. we go through life and experiences yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that's right 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, on to something interesting that you guys have you guys have blown me away. I have this doctor that is doing a PhD, the other doctor that has worked in public health and this chemical engineer. Why did you start dreaming? And the animator that is that a business <laughs> analyst or business operations. Business operations, <laughs> strategy, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> not animator, I know though. that you guys are like the how do I put it? I've met I've met ladies through my journey in life, and I can say that not everyone um has had the chance to maybe get to where they want to be um, or who they want to be. Sometimes women feel like, oh, I, I don't want to dream. I don't want to become anything because, you know, I'm a woman. And sometimes even in our societies, we say that. So these are your big dreams. How did you, when did you start dreaming to become a doctor? <laughs> um, no, would you can... say to other women they should aspire? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I, I, okay. I can... No, no, I can say that. It's funny because I, I talked about like wanting to go into animation, right? But then yeah. how, how did I even think about animation? First of all, I loved video games growing up. And I and I, I loved like cartoons like crazy, like I was an addict. Wow. And then I, I asked, I, and then I, I always, um, I had a friend that was, in a, like her mom was a single mom. It was five kids and her mom as a single mom. Yeah. And we're like, we're friends. And I admired this woman so much, so, so much, because I felt like she was a strong, powerful lady. And she was also like a very like, like prayerful and like a woman of God, really. So I admired mm-hmm. her even at that little age. I think I, I knew her as when I was like six. And then I, I, I asked my friend, like, what does your mom do? Like, what's what's her profession? And she was like, oh, she's a computer engineer or something like this. Uh-huh. But then I wow. also had I, I also had my and she and like, you know, she worked in Shell, like she was colleagues with my dad. And I just felt like, how is it that this woman is single handedly so, um, so successful and, you know, so grounded? Mm. And, you know, like really taking good care of her kids. So I don't know how I thought like that as a child, but I I admired her. She was one of my first icons in life, really. And then, and and, yeah, and it's a woman. Like she was, and it was a woman. And I I asked my dad, okay, what does it take to become, what what do I need to study to become, like to learn animation? And he was like, yeah, I think you can go into computer science or like computer engineering, something in that line. And I was so Mm. happy. I was like, yes, because you know, I want to be like this woman. It seems like I'm going down the line of this this lady. So on one hand, I chose chose my path because I knew what my interests and my hobbies were. but well, on mm. the other hand, I was kind of comparing it to a, a woman that I really admired that I felt like was mm. a strong, ambitious, like career woman. So I would say for me, I I I think I I already had my dreams, but I was also inspired by a woman that mm. dreamt, a woman that was actually also a career, like purpose-driven woman in that sense. Mm. So yeah, wow. I think women should dare to dream. I think we deserve and we are entitled to that as well. And that, and mm. for me that's that's what i would say from my perspective and of course i'm where i am now i'm not i'm not into animation like i hoped but i, I but i have no regrets really you know like i said it's a journey in life like mm. we learn we embrace things we change our ideas we change our views mm. and exactly. we, you know we, we just um 
I did study computer science, but I quickly like evolved away from it <laughs> okay. after, after after my studies because yeah, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I, mm. I pers- personally am very driven. Like I, I was talking to my sister the other day because I told her about this, you know, job offer and all that. And she was like that. She she that it's so interesting. Like she had she was saying that she hasn't seen any last borns like me. That she, that no one has to tell me that no do this do that do, do this do that. Like she's like I don't understand. It's as if like that like daddy and mommy spirit they're following you like angels <laughs> around you. I'm like I don't know. It's just I I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But I've just been driven and I've never seen myself any different any man out there like mm. i've always seen myself as someone that just needs to 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 grow and to be better and to be able to take care of herself and people mm. around her pretty much mm. like that's just i would want you to all that all yeah. that thought on mm-hmm. you don't know why or if anyone would want to say what do you think makes a woman or a girl child dream or be like, okay, I don't see myself different. Because I've had this conversation with people sometimes. They're like, oh, Bobby, I like the fact that you say your mind. And I realize that it's only because I've always said my mind. Even in, in my house, growing up as a child, mm. I could be like, we could say our minds. And that has led to the fact that I don't think you meet any of my siblings that would be afraid anywhere. Mm. So maybe if some of you would share your story. I think, I think I could um, pick on that. I'm just yes. right on children now because it works for me. Yeah, it's like I, my story is kind of similar. And in terms of why could I, why am I not afraid to dream? It's, the whole story starts with my dad. I remember mm. when I moved into when I I was still my grandma and at about five years or six years of age, I kind of got to start living with my parents. And from, oh. I would say almost from the first day after I stayed with my dad, he, was, he would always say, he would go to Cambridge University, he would go to Harvard, nice. he would go to, <laughs> he would always call the top, top of universities that I had to go study mm. in. This was a six-year-old or a child that knew nothing. So by the mm. time I got to eight-year-old, I don't know if he saw a vision or whatever it was, <laughs> this man just picked me up and turned me into a mathematics, mathematical machine. Every single day mm. I was living, I was solving mathematics. So, wow. if any of you know this, um, preparing for common entrance, there's this book you had to use mm. to study for common entrance. <laughs> I finished mm. it back and forth. He bought me a second different one. I finished that. I went back to the beginning. In short, by the time I was in primary three, <laughs> they took me to primary five because they couldn't handle it, handle it anymore. Wow. By primary five, they like, you know, mm. what, just write common entrance, moving to primary six, go in there. By GSS mm. one, it was like, what is going on here? They moved me. I, I lost the year, so they moved me to GSS three. That was just my dad driving me, mm. you know. So for him, it was like, oh, you. So it got to the time the more I was getting older, it was like, oh, you could be a doctor, you could be an engineer, you could be an economist, you could be a pharmacist. When I wanted to go mm. into university, university somewhere along the line, I got interested in electrical engineering, and this was my dad again. In the house, mm. we would not go call the electricians to fix things. My dad would, my dad would fix them, and he would call me to come sit with him wow. and show me, mm. like, oh, this this brown is at this is this. He would show me how to fix screws. I could uncouple chairs wow. and pull them back. Mm. 
my dad was teaching me everything. So I'm not electrical engineer, by the way, that's what I wanted to study. That's why I say I'm like Chibima. My oh, my passion was electrical engineering. But you know the way Nigeria does things, right? So I didn't get into electrical. No, so I got into materials engineering. You can change to electrical later on, but in Nigeria. How do you start with material and change to electrical later on? It's only in Nigeria. By the time I got in, they were not going to accept it. But my dad was always there looking out for opportunities. So one day he went to Ministry of Education and he found a scholarship from this federal government scholarship. And he mm. kind of snitched and hair because we were hiding it. He found it and came to meet me, like, called me from school. Like, there's this form, come and come home and feel it. And <laughs> we looked at the whole thing, the whole program. And then he said, you know, chemical engineering will be very good because you can work anywhere. You can, it's not tied to anything. You, you will be very flexible. So you should consider chemical engineering. So I thought about it. Wow. And I like, good money. That won't be bad because I, I didn't like materials engineering. So that was how I applied for chemical engineering and the man was there oh, pushing. That reminds um, me of this course we were doing in university, supportive linear material of what was that? that yes. was material science. Oh, it was yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was it. My dad has always been the one pushing me to dream. I mean, pushing me to, to dream big. And he would mm. give images of the great things that you could do. So that right mm. now, I'm chemical engineer, a chemical engineer, but my fifth year, I started transitioning into what you call technology management. I did an mm. MBA, and then it's more, not more just engineering I, w- I would do. So I take out engineering and see how do you tie engineering with business, and how do you mm-hmm. deploy them into companies, and all the things wow. that uh, Chidima does, strategy, and all those kind of uh, stuff mm. like that. So to answer your question, I would say family helps us. Or family could shape, define. Mm. yeah, define our dreams or could help shape who we are. And for me, it's been family. I don't, I've not had a lot of culture, um, exposure, and church. I've had that up the line, but from the beginning, it was family it was and family. It was my dad mm-hmm. pushing me. He didn't. Um, mm. And then the way he put me in, I, I had to. The way I was growing up, I was always with the guys. I, I, mm. I really. The things I, I, I was doing was you mostly find guys doing it. So after mm. I, I grew up not seeing any difference between me and a guy. Like, mm. oh, you can do this, yeah. I can do that. And I, I, as the first child, I had to start working at 16. After SF3, I started working to support the family because there was mm. not enough money, right? I started paying school fees mm. for, my, for my siblings at 16. I remember that. Mm. So for me, mm. it's like... Everything I've been doing it. I, I I've seen guys with interaction. So you can take care of yourself. <laughs> no, it's not about taking care of myself. I can take care of the home. <laughs> you get? I'm not. I like I that. Like the, I'm trying to stay away from the independence kind of thing, right? I can take care mm. of the home. I can do mm. everything that mm. a, that needs to make a home function, apart from yeah. using that. Take care of all right. Yeah, I, I, I think I see a, an interesting uh, precedent because my story is similar in the sense that mm. uh, my my parents never put any. First of all, there was, there was there was never any way you would differentiate that this is a daughter or this is a son. Like yeah. we had we had two two daughters and and a son in my family, and mm-hmm. no difference. Like house mm-hmm. chores. Yes. Cooking, 
all these things, cleaning, fetching water, you know, Nigeria now, when we were growing up, there was no tap water. You have to go and fetch water from the well. All of us, we carry buckets, go downstairs, mm-hmm. draw from the well. There was nothing like, oh, the boys fetch water and the girls cook. There's nothing. So there was mm-hmm. never any point at which my mm-hmm. parents would make it feel like, oh, this is a girl's job and this is a boy's job. Mm-hmm. Come to the point of dreaming about your future. First of all, well, they didn't really push for any particular profession. I think when I was mm. very little, there was this thing of ah, you be a doctor, you be an engineer, but it didn't last very long. You know, mm. you know, we were all free to choose whatever it is that we wanted to do with our lives with their support. Mm. But there's this one thing I remember very clearly: my parents drumming into our skulls, especially us girls. They're like do not be a liability for anybody grow up mm. study have your own work be independent mm. that yeah a woman does not mean anything be independent that was like mm. and that thing it's it's just followed me for like pretty much up till now you know and of course, yeah. life happened and there are some points where I wasn't actually independent, financially speaking, at some point, mm-hmm. which we'll probably mm-hmm. come into later. But mm-hmm. uh, just that idea. So it was not, there was never a question of, oh, you go to university or you study something. It doesn't, it didn't, they didn't care really what you studied, but you, were, mm-hmm. uh, you will go to school. That school, you will go and you will <laughs> and finish. You, <laughs> and you will make something of and yourself. And you will make something of yourself you know and, wow. and so they, they they had they always gave that that uh support and i remember when i i told my parents I, since i was a child i said i was going to i wanted to be a doctor i think i i thought of it because that was what everybody if you remember when you were small you know it was uh you either be a doctor or an engineer or an accountant or, or a lawyer all the professions with a title attached to it <laughs> exactly yeah but uh, as i grew up it's something that i actually had to think about you know by the time we were preparing to write jam and things like that where you now have to make actual serious life decisions and i remember my dad asking me when i was trying to fill my jam form like what do you say you want to study again i said medicine you know like hmm, sit down well and think are you sure but like studying medicine is not a joke so at that point my parents were not enforcing anything but at this point my, my dad was actually making me uh, was trying to see and for me to make sure that I was actually you know why ready for this. Mm. Yeah, it mm. wasn't just that, oh, everyone wants to be a doctor. And I, I, I had to sit and think long and hard about it. And I thought to myself, like, what else can I be? What, what, what else ca- could I do if I didn't do medicine? And I had to think long and hard. And to be honest, I came up with kindergarten teacher. That was the other option. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was my only other option. And I thought to myself, I was like, huh. And it's funny that that came to my mind because now I think about it and I'm like, hey, I would have been so stressed because little children, so many. But it is interesting <laughs> that I'm a pediatrician now, so somehow it ties yeah. back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and you have like a you have a, a preschool in your house. In my house, I know. <laughs> yeah, I have a preschool and a primary school. Yeah, so so I mean, the dreaming part was there was no limit to. My parents were ready to support you as far as your imagination could go just Mm -hmm. if you could dream it it's okay whatever it took to make it happen they would do even with their limited resources yeah and got so good Mm -hmm. like Yinka, we we all came to russia on this same scholarship scheme and i was able to get Mm -hmm. them for the course i wanted medicine and you know they were supportive throughout so yeah i i it's you you'll notice that the the foundation is 
how do mm, what parents tell their children so, yeah. so Girl girls, child. girls that choose that end up not or thinking that they don't need to dream or they shouldn't have dreams for one reason or the other, it's probably due to things that they have been told or that mm. they have seen since mm. they were kids. My mom has always been a career woman; she was a banker for so many years, you know. So mm. I saw that. I saw that my mom had a career. All my aunties that I knew of had their careers, you know, and. I could see them developing themselves, even though they're a bit slower to get on. So mm-hmm. I was surrounded by women who, who, who had, yeah, who worked and who who were loving their lives and had their families also, and they were making it work, you know. And also mm-hmm. what I was told, and so it was impossible not to dream in that situation. And, yeah, yeah. So I I think that definitely we need to encourage young children and. Not even telling them, I'll make sure you dream or just show them. Yeah, that being a this role is normal. I was, make, I was going to say that. Make it normal gonna... to dream. Like, like Chidiman saw mm. this woman, yeah, who exactly. was making it work. Make it a normal thing that women are working and they're successful or whatever it is they are choosing to do. They are, they are happy and they're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And let it be normal. Let girls see this and mm-hmm. be inspired by that. Exactly. No, I, think I, 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 like, I, was... I like that. Yeah, I was just going to say exactly what you said because I was when I said I don't know why I I ended up this way. I immediately realized while you guys were talking that of course my mom was also a, she was she was also a banker. She worked mm-hmm. in the bank. I remember mm-hmm. those days, Union Bank yeah. for like mm-hmm. over twenty five years, and and then I I thought to myself, yeah, of course I've been living a life where there's been no distinction between the man and the woman, where the women in my life were also career women. But then something else that I also say is important, as much as, you know, what you experience and what you hear mm. is, is important in terms of your, the decisions you make or the outcome of your life. I feel like mm. it's also, we also have a responsibility to grow with, um, with, the, with the way things are around us, with the changes in the world. Because I'll, I'll say why I'm saying this, like my mom and my dad, they both didn't attend university. Like my dad ended mm. up as an engineer in Shell. My mom was a banker in Union Bank, but they never went to university. Mm. But guess what? They mm. encouraged their kids to go to university because they understood that in the world that they were that we found ourselves at that time. Yeah, we were we moving away that. from the yeah. apprenticeship to, to exactly. getting a, an exactly. education. Exactly. So even if like um, we find ourselves maybe in a home where the women were not like career women or something like that, but we need to also kind of get ahead of or get into what is happening in in the present times and try to encourage you. you know the people around us to follow those trends of course not every trend like it's not that you just follow blindly but you have to mm. but, but yeah. you have to of course think of what is wise and what is advisable to mm. to, to go through mm. yeah so i just wanted to yeah that's very good i'm going to throw a, a question so i've listened to you guys about dreaming and everything the question would be then that um you know sometimes you, you, we used to have this thing back in nigeria some maybe even in movies you know after you get your uh, ND, your engineering is another that. You are nothing if you don't get an MRS, if you don't have a missus. So, or we say, oh, after all the degree, what is the point? Is there is there something, like, are there things a woman should not bother aspiring to because maybe someday she'll be home and someday she'll be having a husband and all of these things? Because some people say that, ah, what's the point? Somebody's going to come along and take care of 
to begin with, I was everything. I was about to say, wait, what is MRS? Until you said <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking like, what, is, exactly. it, is, it a new, is it a new university degree that I've not heard of? Yes. Yes. Some program MRS <laughs> that comes with MRS. Oh my word! Well, so after your BSc and your MSc, you need an MRS. MRS. Well, of course, there is that belief, you know, and I think it still it still exists today, and I think it's a a very cultural issue because I don't think the the Westerners, the Europeans, are as concerned about it as people of other cultures. Cheers, exactly. So African cultures, Asian cultures, as far as I know, Mm. even Mm. uh, probably correct me if I'm wrong, Middle Eastern, yeah. So pretty Mm. much only the Westerners have kind of moved on from that. I can't say it's a bad thing because I do, I strongly believe in, um, uh, in family, yeah mm. and there's no way you know you can at least based on christian faith there's no way you have a family if you don't get married yeah mm. so mm. so uh so there's that but tying your ambition or your dreams or lack thereof to mm. to because you are going to get married so what's the point i think it's a gross mistake Again, mm. it brings us back to where we started from. Who are you? Are you, mm. you know, so your marriage, how does it change your person? Mm. Should it mm. change your person? It should not. As far as, far as I'm concerned, it should not. Mm. It, it should actually enhance who you mm. are. Mm. Marriage is a gift that God gave to people to be able to, uh, to flourish, you know, and to, mm. to to make things happen, to to create beauty in this world, mm. I believe in that. You know, uh, the problem is that the issue of marriage has been so bastardized over the centuries that people get married and actually possibly lose themselves in that marriage. But that's not right, and I think it's a wrong approach to marriage. Marriage mm. you should choose for yourself a partner that that will bring out the best in you and it goes both ways yeah mm. so so that's oh you're going to get married anyway so it's it, so don't don't bother dreaming forget about some people will even say what's the point of sending the girl to school maybe she will just go to her husband's house and <laughs> like it's yeah. that, it's that bad yeah but it's it's a wrong view of marriage i think and mm. uh definitely i disagree with it i think you should dream and when you uh, approach marriage, you approach it consciously and cautiously and choose the person that will allow you to flourish and not you alone, that you can both flourish and be the best you know, mm. that you can possibly be together. And two are better than one. You both make, you, you'll find it a little easier when you have somebody that you're working together with, you know. Mm. That's very good. I know we're going to come back to that question on, on how marriage should affect your dreams. But let me ask you, engineers here and all the computer scientists, are there professions that the girl child should not bother? Like, I'm an electrical engineer, and many times people are like, oh, oh, it's like, okay, you're a lady and you're an engineer. Are there professions that ladies should just forget about? We should just stick to the be a nurse. Because growing up, nursing was that yeah. job that everybody nursing, thought people, like, women should do. And the <laughs> yeah. doctors are the guys. The men. And the nurses are the women. <laughs> and the teachers are women. Meanwhile, they... Yeah. 
For I me, the, the, this... Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I can't think of any profession that a woman shouldn't do because of... I mean, the doctors truck are driver. here to, Apart from... In Sweden, the women are driving the trucks. <laughs> the... <laughs> apart from the fact that if a lady plans to get married and have kids... There are some mm. certain jobs that could expose you and be detrimental to your health. Mm. I, yeah. I do not see any fertility wise, you mean? Yeah, fertility wise. So, I, I, apart mm. from that, I do not see a reason why a woman can do any job. For instance, in my profession, chemical engineering, there are some times mm. that you have to work with some chemicals. I, I mean, if you're doing research that are mm. toxic, that, that could affect fertility or could even affect the child. Later on, mm. because they're already like um, mm. Moji and uh, Omo, yeah. you forgive me, without retaining your DNA or genes, I don't know those professional words. So, mm. in times mm. like that, even when you're in th- those professions, you will find that in some work environments, they would, they would not recommend that a woman work in those areas. And it's very mm. reasonable, right? If you're thinking mm. of having mm. a family, it's, it's considered not to yeah. do those things. Otherwise, I, I can't think of anything else. I, I, I guess some of those rules could also affect the men as well. It could also affect the, the nature or the number of their sperms too. So yes. It's very yes. possible that those contraindications apply to both yes. sexes. So, Actually, yeah. that's wow. true. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, just, I'm just thinking like uh, the, talking about no. which jobs women cannot do. Don't worry, don't don't rack your brains much. I, I, I asked the question just to, um, you know, sometimes we have women sitting and saying, ah, but I'm a woman, I shouldn't do this. It's just to say to someone out there, that is not an excuse. If you yeah. don't want to do something, it's something else, but not necessarily because you're a woman, yeah. not, because you're a, yeah. not because of your gender in that yeah. sense. Yeah, it's not just gender. Yeah, you, you need to think of more practical reasons why something Since. may not work for yeah. you. For not you. Just because I'm a woman. Like yeah. Yinka mentioned some, or if you're planning to get pregnant, some jobs are just physically taxing or tasking mm. that it mm-hmm. may be difficult to do when you're pregnant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. but I mean, there are more practical problems rather than, you know, gender problems. Like gender based, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you know, we're in a society. Okay, sorry, Omar, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier that I, I'm, I'm currently expecting, so I wouldn't hire myself if I was an employer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's just because, <laughs> that's just because Why I that? know how. I know how sometimes I've had it difficult, but there are some pregnant women that are like on fire throughout their nine months. Yeah. They can do all whatever it is that comes to their minds. You know, they are <laughs> not. So that sort of woman, if I'm interviewing her, I will grill her. Yes, with my bias, which is probably not the best. But if she's confident yeah. and insists that, look, I can do this, then I would I would certainly give her the chance, which is mm. brings me back to something I was a conversation I was having with a friend earlier. And she was saying that you just really need to see every season of your life as a I think she described it as a bucket so in this season mm. you're you're filling up this particular bucket some of the other buckets are probably empty or you know half full but this is where your focus mm. is so mm. that's why sometimes I feel like we just need to accept certain things about where we currently are in our journey so mm. if right now I'm in a I'm in this sort of phase where I'm not necessarily 
pushing as much as I would want to career wise, it doesn't make me any less of a no. dreaming, a dreamer or a woman that has ambition and has goals. Mm-hmm. It just means that I'm in a particular season and I will mm. eventually leave this season and go back to that place where I feel like, okay, there's nothing I can't do. You know, exactly. it, there, mm. there are some things that are particular to you as a woman but they're really just seasonal and they shouldn't determine yeah. whether you dream or not they shouldn't you know dictate the course of your life yeah mm. but, right, but yeah. I, that's very interesting though, that you say it because just like i've been thinking that okay now i'm engaged i'm going to get married soon and hopefully like kids will come very soon and then suddenly <laughs> i started i i find myself thinking that you know i'm usually very no, I'm not. No, I'm not that ambitious. That's not true. But I'm usually very. I'm. I'm always looking for something new. I'm always looking mm. for change. I'm not like mm. crazy ambitious, but I'm always looking for something new and for growth. Mm. And I was just thinking of the next steps of my life. And then I found myself thinking that oh, but you shouldn't take any jobs that would be like you know that would take you up to managerial level that you'd have to. Oh. You know, be mm. very much um, in the office, mm. maybe working extra hours that would require so much mm. travel, especially because you want to have kids. You know, you, you have to be mm. taking care of kids and you being your, with your family and all that. And to be honest, I don't, I can't really say uh, it's kind of connected to what Omo just said because it maybe, maybe it's correct because you know that's going to be a season in my life that I need to be home and I need to not take so much um, mm. stressful jobs and all that. So I'm actually. <laughs> passing the question back to you guys is this kind of thinking actually correct or valid because mm-hmm. I, that, I, that's I, a very let me very good question. Here. sorry Bobola. let me just i know you would differ. i want i want you to just link it to something <laughs> in the like i want to link it to the next thing i want us to talk about the fight for equality because i'm listening to all i'm listening to tujima and i'm realizing i live in sweden in sweden actually you can be anything you want while being a woman because yeah, really managerial posts everything the laws have made it such that uh, my manager recently she 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 had her first baby at almost 37 or something she had just resumed a new position and she took the break to go have the baby to go be with the baby for six months and to come back so then yeah. i'm going to ask you Yinka, before you talk to relate it to the society today the whole issue of fighting for equality um, mm. How Sorry. do we like? How do these things? Bobby, if I can just jump in before Yinka speaks. When I was <laughs> what I was saying, I guess it it um it it, it relates more to physically tasking roles, right? Okay. So if I'm working in a manager at a managerial position, I can think. I mean, even mm. even as much as I I have been sort of a bit slowed down, I have actually been working a lot with my mind. Mm. You know, I've been working. Mm. On, and stuff like that as far as it doesn't mm. necessarily get me to physically exert myself but they're so, very mm. time demanding though you know most times they work over time true, and all that true, that's that's true. the concept let you have it <laughs> uh, what i would say is that you are the one that needs to make that assessment for yourself yeah what can uh, be what can what can be bad or can be negative is when people start to impose certain things on you if you feel like okay i really want to be present for my kids in the next couple of years it's fine mm. funny enough that yeah. was one thing i always wanted i always told myself mm. that when i start having kids i want to take a break and slow down when that break was imposed on me i revolt i i i, I what do you call it i revolted i didn't want it Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's something I had always wanted, and it took me a while to realize that okay, almost this is not such a bad thing. The fact that you have 
some extra time to put aside to spend with your kid even though it feels like you've been stripped of what you're used to it may not be such mm. a bad thing but the thing is mm. you have to make that assessment for yourself uh, and decide whether mm, okay this is something i want to do or not that's true and that's why you can i know you are the oracle you want to say something please <laughs> no, help me no, link no. it to in Sweden, for example, I see that the fight for, you know, the feminism and the fight for equality can go to the extreme where sometimes we are demanding the women be by force dreamers and workers and maybe not giving chance to the people that just want to take a time to be home. So talking back to the, so there are two sides to the coin. There is the fight for all of us, we need to be doing something. And then sometimes we can, we can assume that every woman wants to, to go out there and become a manager where we, mm. we ignore the people that maybe mm. don't want to do any of all that and they have mm. a right to their rights as well to just be yeah. to just be themselves and be with their kids in the in the bid to fight for equality we, we can also sideline some people the people don't who don't who are okay with somebody feeding them with somebody being their breadwinner and they're just home taking care of the kids which is also their right as a woman to choose isn't that the yeah, yeah, so you can yeah. please. So, so that's why I liked what um, almost said, and um, is that everyone. I, I'm gonna paraphrase it. Everybody should do what makes them feel comfortable. And again, it mm. goes back to understanding yourself, knowing your core, knowing, knowing what drives you. Because mm. Mr. A or Mrs. A chooses to stay home and take care of her kid, her children, doesn't make it mandatory for Mrs. B. Mm to stay home and take mm. care of our kids and that doesn't make it the right thing yeah one thing i've observed let's go back to the christian faith is that god brings families together if you marry with with god's um guidance and helps you choose you would always mm. find that a spouse comp- there's a spouse spouses complement each other each other mm-hmm. where you will yep. find a, a, a mom i had a, a lady, one of my fellowships i had a lady that was that that i think she was just okay to just give them and move on to do her thing but interestingly enough, her husband was set up to take care of the kids. He loved kids. He loved to take care of them. He wants to be a missionary, like he was doing missions. <laughs> so he was, mm. was not working. He was just in the country just to reach out to people. So he had all the time. I was like, wow, this is perfect. God set them up like that. It doesn't make the lady a bad mom because she's not staying mm. home to be with the kids. So we'll go back mm. to dreaming. Or I mean, can you keep, when you have a family, can you keep, doing things or taking managerial roles or taking difficult mm. roles I mean things that you can manage I feel like Bobola's answer that having children or giving birth doesn't stop you from doing all that because every workplace has been set up to give opportunities for maternity leave yeah. or to give you time to take that time that is needed to go mind your ch- your child and well, maybe not back. every workplace, but at least mm. if, you, if, if you find a good company yeah. that has yeah. that as a policy. Sometimes mm. they don't have it. Sometimes they allow you to take the time on paid leave off. That doesn't mm. typically um, reduce your career growth. It, will only, it could reduce your finances, but not your career growth. Because you come back and you can continue where you stopped. So it's either mm. a give or take. I came from Saudi Arabia where... For experts, you didn't have that. You just had to take your personal time off on paid leave. But then your job mm. was still there, your role was still there, and you go back whenever you, you felt ready. And I know you mm. in Sweden or some other countries, you have two to three yeah. years. I wish we had all that. So I mm. don't feel that having family or having children should stop us from dreaming or doing the things we want to do. And in terms mm. of equality on the job, 
I'm not a feminist, though. I don't believe in all those many things to talk about women and men should have equal opportunities. <laughs> I feel like opportunities should be given to those who deserve it. If a woman deserves mm. it, give it to her. If a man deserves it, give it to her. Mm. I mean, give it to him. And mm. I've come from an environment where it was like what we all say. It's all about the men. And you find, mm. would have seminars with, with the ladies to kind of discuss what these issues are and how it, it could be resolved. And you hear something like um, a lady who's been on the job, she's very experienced, like say she has eight years experience and is due to be a supervisor. She's been bypassed and someone who just came in from college, let's say one, two years experience uh, of experience, mm-hmm. is given the position of a supervisor because he's a man. Now, mm. the question is, that is not acceptable. I've been personally, mm. I've seen where, because in my field, people are just not used to having ladies that on my mm. new role I transitioned into which was technology management so you get into the meeting to go have this meeting with these people and you're talking technology you're talking business and it's like who's this lady is she the secretary mm-hmm. that just came in <laughs> <laughs> so Bobola knows me Moji you know me a bit yeah. I, I just bring it on like I'm Nigerian. Don't do this to me. You cannot Nigeria oppress me. Last. <laughs> yes, you cannot oppress me. So I bring in short. By the time I left, they were calling me the the iron lady, the boss lady. Because when I just mm. saw those attitudes of, oh, she's a lady, she should be the secretary, not telling us, like, they're looking around the room, who are we actually meeting with here today? So, you know, you just mm. have to... So, in terms of equality or equality on the job, it, Unfortunately, it's still a struggle that women have to fight to mm. to be noticed or to get what mm. they deserve. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the legislations are, what people are trying to bring in, but I mm. think it's still going to be a struggle. And we as women just have to show ourselves that I'm here, I can do the job. It does not. You do not have to pick between me and a guy and say it's a guy he gets the job. On the other hand, mm. I do not support giving a role to a woman just because just she's a woman she's and you're trying to fill yeah. in yeah. the quota your of diversity yeah. gender yes. diversity role yes. you're trying to yeah. fill your quota i also actually feel like i actually find it insulting such that exactly. yeah. in, my comp- in my company they, they created a a, diver- a a department for women just calling it diversity and all that and they would have seminars for women trainings <laughs> i deliberately did not go because i found it oh you're just like me i don't join those things as well i don't know why whether it's gender yeah, it's, equality things or yes. ethnicity uh diversity things i'm always like i i, I need to trust your motive because if you're just here to give things to women because they're women or to give yes. things to people because they are they're from a different ethnicity and I'm, I'm not sure i i totally agree with that so <laughs> yeah i i would say no personally i i don't I, I i do like the idea of diversity and inclusion but i like when they're addressing it from childhood you know like stem all these organizations that mm-hmm. tackle biases mm-hmm. from a younger yeah. point from then for me that's then that of course is very valid because like we've just talked about like your environments the notions that you grew up with some of them are just mm. kind of a cake or traditional and they need to change mm. maybe so I, mm. I don't mind those kind of movements but yeah like you said just filling up for the sake of oh let's have more women or let's have more women managers and all that mm. then 
yeah if you're not qualified then I, that i don't support but by the way thank you for all the points you made on this you know thinking about like whether or not you can manage managerial roles with a family and all that i think of course you guys are more experienced in this field so you have kids and all and me i'm just i'm learning and i'm still discovering myself like mm, what yeah. who i'm going to be in this new I chapter think, of my life so i think another, i do think another, the environment affects that so in a way we're lucky to be in an environment that promotes you being able to have kids whilst still yeah. continuing your oh, career. i was go- i was going to talk yeah. about the environment thing because uh we are all in the west at the moment okay mm. but let's not forget that there's a reality that people yes. have to face for oh, example yeah. if we give just use nigeria as an example since we, we are mm. from nigeria we know mm. that financially many times it is not um finances would not allow for you to have much of a choice as to yeah. whether you want to stay home long yes. longer mm-hmm. or whatever for You're example right. maternity leave in nigeria is, is, is three, three months, months only yeah mm. and that is government some private companies will not even give you the three months Mm-mm. yeah Mm-mm. so so pretty much you are forced to and they won't keep your job for you if you, you have to make a choice if you want to be a mother or a career woman yes, yes. Exactly. and your family's yeah. income or fi- family finance yes. financial situation might not even give you much of a choice because That's if your I husband mean. has a job that cannot really cater for everyone and you need the dual income to make ends mm-hmm. meet That's then right. you are left with no choice you know where you have to literally uh go back to work or else you know mm. so i want us to not uh, skew the conversation too much to mm. you know pattern after the west because yeah you yeah. know the, yeah, the west yeah, things yeah. are a little bit easier <laughs> but um mm. let, let's also remember that yeah sometimes there's no choice but even in that situation uh we, we mentioned earlier talking about flexibility be flexible in your mind mm. you know about and be real about your situation if you are found yes. in a situation where you have no choice my sister go ahead and just That's continue right. living your life and find your joy in it and look mm. for ways to make it happen look for ways to uh to help like when i when i was in nigeria i told you i came with my firstborn so i actually gave birth to my firstborn in in nigeria and i had to go mm. back to work after three months but mm. i had my mother-in-law and i had my mom i actually called my mom thank god she's retired i'm like mom you are moving in with me <laughs> i thought i just pack your loan from, from I'm to Korea. i thought she said when am i coming back i said i don't know yeah indefinitely until i release you <laughs> real, like so she came for the naming ceremony and she was with me for 10 months wow. <laughs> I didn't wow. you're yes you're blessed you're blessed yes so i was yeah. lucky you're enough blessed. i was so blessed that my mom had the free time you know and so i took i completely took advantage of the situation i just told that pop and play just just pack all the clothes you have and come you know and so she came and she was happy to stay with me and she was helping me and she, she, when i was on call she would come sometimes she and the baby would come and sleep in call room with me it was mm. that so i would i'll be consulting i'll be in the the world or whatever and the baby's kind of quickly go and breastfeed and go back mm. You know, so I mean, yeah. night duty, they will sleep with me in the hospital. So this wow. kind of thing, <laughs> this was my reality. Of course, my, I think my husband, I didn't really need to work, but I felt like after staying home, I think I stayed home for like 
more than three months actually but i was doing my youth service uh mm. when i gave birth so i had my three months then i resumed back to continue finish up my youth service and then after that, i finished youth service, and then i started working in a private hospital and so this is where mm. i was working but before i started working in private hospital i was just relaxed like my husband is working he's taking care of me until one day mm. i realized that man if you don't use this medicine you will forget it girl i'm going to look for work and go like sir please i'm looking for work so i went to a private hospital and i got hired and so i went back wow. to work you know but the reality is uh okay i that was my choice because i just felt like i wanted to go back to work but some people oh literally don't have a choice afford mm. to make it like the mm. choice is made for them by circumstances yeah. but if mm. that's the case make use of whoever you have around you mm. make use mm. of you know don't be afraid to ask for help exactly. if that's what it is which is what i was going to say like for to chilima like that discussion this weight or this burden of thought you should have it with your spouse to be yes because some, some, some men are very handy with kids and yeah. are very open mm. to take on more of the responsibility i for one Mm. my husband is very handy with our son extremely handy in fact in in the beginning when i was (laughs) i used to think that okay wow you're really i'm almost looking at like a bad mom you know because he he, he Uh, we are are, are many in that club i'm doing everything i can i'm so impressed in baby's mind but baby is still crying and then my husband takes baby and he's like ah wow baby's in heaven i'm like ah what's going on here you know so i feel like you shouldn't carry that weight alone have the conversation with your spouse to be some men are happy to just take that maternity leave and give you the room to be able to continue to work if that's what you want to do you know so yeah just have the conversation as early as possible and you guys can plan and see what works best for you yeah and i think it's important to chip in where we started from knowing your core i think a lot of women out there maybe who feel like who are very attached to their career and they feel like they need to make a choice is realizing that okay if i'm not today if i'm not an engineer if i'm not doing electrical engineering who am i can i reinvent myself to be doing something else because yeah somebody might even choose family and leave the career. Mm-hmm. People did that in times past. People are doing that today. Even in so-called Western societies, yeah. people are making a choice. I want to be home with my kids and whatever. But yeah. it's, it's not attaching identity to what you're doing and being able to reinvent yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm home. What can I do with myself? I am still going to make impact. I still know what my purpose is in life. And, yeah. you know, and just having the freedom to do that. Yeah. yeah. I want something yeah. that Moji said before we okay. leave it. Um, it's all about, it's talking about the choices where the opportunities are not there, where some people have, some women just have to work. Mm. If we take mm. this back to the beginning, you will find out that because we do not know the outcome of life or where we'll be in future, mm. it's always good to dream. It's always good mm. to go ahead in life doing the things you want to do as if you're not a woman. Because you may get married mm. and find yourself in a society where you just need to work for the family to survive. Or some people mm. lose their husbands and they just need to fend for the family. Mm. If you didn't have that training, that background, that preparation, you find issues mm. in future. And that's where you find it now, where you find mm. out the woman wasn't trained, she isn't skilled, she wasn't trained to do anything, yeah. she was just trained to just be a wife. Something happens, mm. an unfortunate event happens, and then, voila, yeah. the family is mm. left, ha- left hanging high and dry. So I think mm. a, a, a responsibility for a woman that she'll be doing good for her family is getting trained, dreaming, living, I mean, 
having some skills or doing whatever they want to do and preparing to support the family if the need arises. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Wow, you guys are passionate. Um, I don't know. Should I call you? You guys are not feminists. Let me ask one last question <laughs> before we take a break and go into the, the last question. Is okay. So I've been in church and I've heard people say, "Ah, these feminists. You know, these feminist ideas." And we we have a bias to it. We some people like the word. Some people hate the word. The question is, can a Christian woman? be a so-called feminist like can you can you be fighting for equality and linked to that question is also the question of can the fight for equality get too far especially from the christian perspective can it be like ah no that's like bordering on something else just flicking somebody that is feeling inspired <laughs> yeah i, I, I will say the pastor's wife so that if i say if i say something wrong she can correct <laughs> me i feel like christianity is all about equality so it's all mm. about justice it's all about judgment it's all about what is right so first mm. of all I, I don't even think that god intended for men to be favored over women for any reason so oh. whether you call yourself a feminist or whatever i'm not really good with the terms i don't mm-hmm. even know what it exactly means to be a feminist but i'm not so it, it doesn't bother me so much as far as oh. you know you're not you're looking for, you're looking for you're looking to be equal there's nothing wrong with that you know oh. but i mean i guess some people take it a bit too far you know but oh. i don't think christianity is opposed to equality and women having a say in society and experiencing Uh the full extent of their rights so Uh okay i think before the pastor jumps in let me come (laughs) in so so she can clean up whatever my thoughts are so so much pressure no pressure no pressure i believe and correct me omo and uh, moji when god designed man I mean, humans. The, the brains you put in the man are the same brains you put in the humans. The veins, the emotions, everything, they are the same. I didn't. I don't feel like he created one less, one that's inferior to the other. Maybe you guys, oh. when you did your surgery, you found something different. Maybe you can correct us and tell us. <laughs> but as long as those things are the same things, but then what you're trying to tell someone is put a cap on yourself because you are one gender suppress mm. all those things that god has put in you mm. so that you are not equal with the other person unless you tell me that i think i, I want to really hear from the doctors otherwise for me i, I don't believe in the word feminism like chizima i don't really understand it but i believe that no one is greater than me god has made us all equal yeah in terms of mm. ability to speak give inputs direct do things i think mm. we, we've been made equally capable Mm. Oh, do you want to go? Uh, 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 no, uh, I, 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 I mean, I agree with her. So please, you can start. Uh, okay, let, let's let's take it from um, where do we begin? So okay, let's start from the beginning. So God created, Bible says God created um, man. Okay, mm. but the word man doesn't mean man as we know it. It means humans. Yeah? Mm. Created a person. Mm. But because if you read for that, it says male and female created he them. Yeah. So that man encompasses both the male and the female. But we have to understand that as much as they are equal, they are not the same. 
Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. did not make man uh, like man and woman, or let's mm-hmm. say the male and female. God did not make them the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But being different does not mean that one is better than the other, and that's mm-hmm. the common mm-hmm. error. We want to be the same, and much of the idea of feminism, as I've the little studying I've done about it, I wouldn't say mm. I understand it fully, and I, I I can be bold enough to say even the feminists are not in agreement on the idea of feminism. Exactly. <laughs> There's so much. If you do a search on the internet, I was reading because I had to give a talk about Christianity and feminism uh, two years ago, and I almost broke my brain. Like too much information. I was like, guys, okay. You know, there's a lot of if you starting from the history of it to this and that, there's so much there's so much there's so many different ideas in the I would even call it a philosophy of feminism. There's there's so many different ideas and definitions. There are different schools mm. of thought about feminism, you know, and some are more extreme than the other. Mm. There's 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 one that blames capitalism as the problem of women. And so their solution to that is to remove capitalism. There are some that blame male. And then the most extreme one that I found are those that said the family is the root source of all women's problems. Hence, do away with family and women will be fine. So I would never call myself a feminist simply because there are just too many ideas of what feminism is. So I'm not going to, and most of the ideas, pretty much all of them, I don't agree with in principle. Okay, so so let's do away first with the idea that different means uh, one is better and one is worse. Yeah. Yeah. Different is just different. And the world would be much worse for it if we were all the same. Mm. The beauty of the world in which we live in is, is in the fact that we are different and we bring different flavors to the table. Yeah. yeah. So, man and woman are completely different. The emotions we feel are different. They are similar, but they are different in the way we are built, even emotionally and psychologically. And that is a fact. You know, and I always look at it as this way. You know, we talk about God and we see two sides to God because the Bible says that he, he created man in his image, right? Male and female created him them. So that means if you look at God, uh, he has God's love, right? So the, the, the gentle, caring, because he talks about, oh, as a mother takes care of her child, so will I take care of you, blah, blah, blah. So there's that part to God. Which I feel that side of him he puts in the female, and then there's the place where they say God is a consuming fire. I will jekinikon, I will this one, I will do that one, you know. And I feel like he put that part in the male, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I feel like so this is something I've been thinking about. We've talked about with my husband a lot, and you know, of course, still work in progress, but you know, we can never fully understand God. But as much as we try to understand, as fast as I understand, the way it seems mm. to me is as if not one species or one person i don't we are all the same species but one person cannot carry the embodiment of god is too much right mm. otherwise you become god god is god mm. nobody is like him so he has mm. to speak and that is why this is where marriage comes in so the man mm. comes with that part of him 
that side of God that God has put in him. And the woman comes with that side of God that God has put in her. And they come together and unite and become one. And they become an unstoppable force. This is why God created marriage. You know, so so this is the idea. So I feel like the very fundamental issues many times are misunderstood, and this is what gives the rise gives rise to you know all these misunderstandings. Of course, I completely agree that, and this is where culture comes in. It has nothing to do with faith; it's culture. Men have abused that position, and this is it is in that soil. It's out of that soil that this feminism issue rose up. God has put order. God has to create. Mm. God created order in any, in every family. Yeah, every society mm. has to have order. No, everybody cannot be the leader. Yeah. Mm. So God mm. did it in such a way that okay, He said, okay, man, be the head of the family. Yeah. I know we mm. fight against it. We rebel against it. But it is what it is. Yeah. That's what the Bible mm. says. Okay. Mm. But. If that man has now starts to abuse his position, step on everybody's head, nobody can talk mm. near him, nobody can do this. Shut up, you are the woman. And mm. this is the soil out of which feminism arose. And they took it out of the family and took it into the general society, so, into society. the workplace, into everything. And this is the abuse that has happened over the years. And so I understand, I do not in principle agree, but I understand why. There mm. is such a discussion about feminism and 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 uh, women rights, women yeah. equality, yeah. and things mm. like that. I completely understand it, and I think that the solution, if we would go back to how God designed things to be, and if each one would actually behave in the way that they should, then mm. all questions would be answered, yeah. and all everything would be solved. And on that note, on that note, we'll take a pause and come back to discuss women in the family. Uh, you've talked about the guy being the head. Uh, if we look into the Bible and how the Bible intends, we'll come back on that note and discuss that. So we'll take a break. <laughs> All right. Okay. I am sure you have enjoyed listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram on our handle Intentional Randomness and feel free to contact us on intentionalrandomnessfeedback at gmail.com. Until next time, be intentional.